0: From fit questions to style advice. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. So it's uh, all for play for still? I think so. Do you want to bet against us? <laughs> Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to For the Love of Pomegranate podcast. Back again tonight with another little transfer talk piece, probably one that isn't going to come true, but I said this about Philippe Coutinho as well. Philippe Coutinho, who is now hanging, uh, I can never get this right, my thumb will have to is hanging up here behind me. Uh, hopefully that's going to be a lucky short for the rest of the season, um, but yeah, back to get back tonight with a little transfer, more so a bit of a statistical analysis to see what a thirty-four-year-old, soon to be thirty-five in the next couple of days, year-old Luis Suarez would actually bring to Aston Villa Football Club. Um, we have been linked with him. Um, it has uh, numer- numerous places have retweeted um, that Luis Suarez has turned down some advances from the MLS. From Brazil, from South America, and kind of has his heart set on moving to the, back to the Premier League with Steven Gerrard's Aston Villa in prime position. Um, obviously we know the ties there between Gerrard and Suarez, and, and and the fact that um, you know, maybe access to chat to the to the player would be a bit easier. Uh, considering I'm sure that Steven Gerrard has his number and can ring him anytime uh and, and and look, if there is something in this it's more than likely going to be something for the for the summer but I suppose listen, you know while there's a potential it might happen here in January uh we might as well just have a look at it and see what see where a Luis Suarez even at his advancing age would fit into Aston Villa Football Club. So let's take a little look at uh as always I've got some of his stats and I've already seen. A small typo, but that's okay. That's okay. You guys don't come here for perfection. You come here for... Uh for a talking points more so than anything else. So let's have a little look here. We'll pop it up here in the stream. So I can confirm that Luis Suarez was not born on the 31st of, or the 34th of January. That's obviously a typo, 24th of January, 1987, making him 34 at this moment in time, soon to be 35 years of age. Uh, what needs to be said about Luis Suarez from a career point of view? Um, absolutely lit up the Premier League, and went on to La Liga and became one of the most lethal strikers in the world in La Liga, uh, you know, massing up some unbelievable numbers for uh, Barcelona and uh, has been residing in Madrid, Atletico Madrid, um, since then. But looks like he's not going to sign a new contract with Madrid and he's going to look for pastures new as he, as he gets up there in age. But That was really interesting to take a look and see what he brings still at this age. So as always, we've taken some numbers. We've taken percentiles with regards to where he he stacks up with strikers in the top five leagues in Europe uh, based on his numbers from the last 365 days. And I think that's a fair assessment of him because while he is not the striker he was 2014, 15, 16, 17, 18, He's still quite a good striker, and he's still quite lethal uh, scoring. I think it was upward over over twenty goals for Atletico Madrid last year, uh, even in La Liga. But um, he's played a multitude of games, 363 starts as a striker, 31,413 minutes. So uh, predominantly, you know, you're not getting anything specifically with him as, as a 35-year-old. You wouldn't be getting anything from him from a point of view of versatility. If you're bringing him in, he's going to be in there to play and play up top and to score goals. And I saw it today on Twitter likened to maybe how Manchester United brought in Ronaldo and I'm not quite sure it would be exactly the same. I think age and prestige would be one of the similarities that this would have. But I think there's just a small bit more about about Luis Suarez for, for a team like Aston Villa than there is for Cristiano Ronaldo to a team like Manchester United, based on the fact that Ronaldo is more of a nostalgic piece, coming back to Manchester United, maybe coming back to them at a time when they were faltering really as a club. He was seen as potentially a kingpin to get them back towards champions league or even winning the league. And it hasn't, hasn't really panned out that way. Maybe Suarez coming into Aston Villa, while we would be looking for goals from him, from him. I think there would be a small bit of a less of a reliance on him. If that makes sense. Um, Obviously Aston Villa fans and, and the football club, if he was to come in, would want him to play absolutely every single game, every single season. But I think there will be a small bit of a uh, less of a reliance on him based on the fact that we do have a system and the system dictates that the striker will play in a certain way, and we haven't really found out that way that the striker needs to play yet, albeit we have seen glimpses of it glimpses of it from Watkins when he has played up there on his own. But some of the things that Luis Suarez will bring, as we know, he brings goals, absolutely phenomenal scoring record, no matter where he's been. Um he brings experience, which is something that Jared wants to inject into this squad. He brings leadership, you know. Say what you like about him, and I know he's hot-headed, and I know he's done some silly things on the fields and uh, and and things like that. But he's these leadership qualities are there, you know. He's he can drag a team up by the bootlaces, score a goal out of nowhere, and he leads by doing. If that makes sense, as opposed to being a rah rah man, I, I I presume maybe he is a good speaker. I I I don't know whether he whether that's um a massive intangible of his, the fact that he's a great orator, speech giver. But what he can do is he can bang one into the back of the net out of nowhere, or get across a, a defender when a defender least least thinks that he's going to be there, or pick a you know pick the ball up at the edge of the box, jink inside, and smash it into the top corner. So he's got that bit of he's actually got that small bit of something that I lamented a couple of weeks back whereby a lot of footballers that we're beginning to see now are manufactured in a certain way whereby they're afraid to, that the, the natural talent for them is more athletic than it is actual football and I think for Luis Suarez the natural talent for him is football and it was never coached out of him and you can see it you can see it in his play and um, the, there's you know, he, he's not afraid to shoot. He's not afraid to have a crack. He's not afraid to to try something spectacular because he knows he can pull it off. And uh, he's always been, at clubs that he's been at, he's always been given that leeway to do so, you know, to play that way, to to be that little bit of um, controlled magic, I think is what I would say, because it's one thing having that Maverick, and we've spoken about it with Bertrand Traore previously, and Aston Villa football Team having that kind of maverick that, that can do something spectacular out of the middle out of nowhere, but for Traore, he does it in a different area of the field. Number one and second of all, I don't even think sometimes that he's confident that it's going to come off. Whereas if Suarez was to pick the ball up at the edge of the box and smash it in, he would mean to do that every single day of the week if he was to do it. So he's done it. He's a proven player. He's got that bit of cuteness, as I said. And um, one thing that I am beginning to get really frustrated with his Aston Villa Football Club and their players lack of will to win penalties um, I know he's not playing in a comparable position as Luis Suarez but the amount of times that Matty Cash gets the ball at the edge of the area and instead of driving into the area and I saw a statistic for him today as well that he hasn't had a, an assist since December 2020 well you know if he was to drive into the box a small bit more run at defenders invite tackles and go down you know getting penalties would be even better because a lot of times when he gets the ball, he actually jinks back out of the box to give himself space to cross the ball in. So, you know, that bit of cuteness of getting into the box, winning, winning penalties, being in and around the referee, wily old Fox kind of, um, attributes that you just can't, you can't grow those. You know, you get those from experience. We don't have anyone like that. And we give out enough about, about every other team that has it. Well, Look at that smile, you know. Get that inside in the referee's face every, day, every time there's a contentious decision. And I guarantee you if Luis Suarez came to the back to the Premier League, even at 35 years of age, he would win penalties. And I think that Aston Villa needs somebody that has that potential in them because sometimes we stay on our feet and we try and get the shot in. And look, we're playing by a different different set of rules than everybody else if we're going to do that. And lastly, he brings that aggression. You know, you look at him, he's the aggression you could talk about is probably something that maybe Mike for a lot of players would ebb out of their game as they grow older, but he still has that aggression that will to win that um, that unbridled kind of competitiveness. And uh, I think coming back to the Premier League, he won't want to come back here just to you know, just to reminisce on old times. I think he'll want to come back here and he'll want to do Steven Gerrard a solid and you know, do his absolute best and be as competitive as anybody else in the league. And uh, I think that he could do that. Well, let's take a look at some of the numbers. Uh, that he's put up in the last 365 days. So, uh, goals per ninety coming at 0.56 goals. So he's scoring a goal pretty much every other game, and we can see that from his scoring frequency at the bottom. Uh, 100, he scores one goal every 120 minutes, which we'll look at in a moment as to how that compares with the other two strikers that we have there at the moment. And um, scores quite a lot of non penalty goals. He doesn't assist that much. You know, he comes in the 21st percentile of assists per ninety. But then again, at 35 years of age, you know, he's not going to be here around the field and getting to the byline and crossing things in. He's going to be the, he will be the focal point. He'll be somebody that you want to get the ball to him. He's, if we bring in Luis Suarez and we'll see it in a moment, we're bringing him in to score goals. We're not bringing him in to create goals. We've already spent big on Bundia behind him. We would have already spent big on uh, Coutinho behind him as well. Luis Suarez is there to put in the back of the net and I'm happy enough to have somebody up there that will put it in the back of the net because we see here that he takes two point seven three shots um per ninety, which is in the sixty sixty-seven percentile and forty two point three percent of those go on target. Um he scores a goal every zero point one five shots. I know that mightn't sound mightn't seem uh amazing, but uh, when you think about it, that's a goal every six shots, every yeah, in and around the goal every six shots. So that ain't bad when uh, you're talking about a conversion rate. Um, for for uh, a, a, um, a striker. That isn't bad. He's shot creating actions. He's goal-creating actions. Obviously, look, I'm okay with those at 34, 35 years of age. I'm okay, I'm okay with those being in the lower percentile. He's not going to be an all-action striker. He's going to be limiting himself to make sure that he's there to put it in the back of the net. And if you're expecting somebody to have huge numbers from that point of view at 34, 35 years of age, un- unfortunately, you, you know, that's not... What 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 I would be expecting if you were expecting that, well then I hope this isn't a blow to to what you were thinking, but he still comes in at uh in the twenty six and twenty seven percentile. I'm um, sorry, the 31st and the 26th percentile. Once again, getting up there in age, you're not going to expect him to be dribbling around the place. So he doesn't. And he's not very successful when he does at this moment in time. Anyway, he's really in there to be a poacher, to get that ball, to get rid of it quickly and to conserve energy at his age. Um, Penalty kicks one. And this is what I'm getting at here previously. 0.08. Once again, doesn't look like a huge number, but it's in the top 85 percentile. Of uh, of strikers in Europe's top five leagues, and he's still able to get business done in the air, winning forty one point three percent, which keeps him in the top in the top third of of strikers in, in in the top five leagues. And coming from somebody who's five foot eleven, is Luis Suarez. That ain't bad to be able to get up there and get your head to things uh, as well. Once again, I've put in the pressures and the attacking card and the ball recoveries. I've put those in there solely just to show you. Because we will look at him in comparison to the other strikers that we have. And once again, I can't stress it enough. At 34, 35, the press isn't going to be there. And that's why I am absolutely blown away sometimes when people really criticize Ronaldo about not pressing. Because guess what? He's 36 years of age. And he's one of the best damn strikers that's ever played the game. Um, Just like Ronaldo, Luis Suarez won't be pressing too much. But I suppose when he does press, he wins the ball back. So, you know, pressure's in the attacking third. He puts 3.32 per game in there yet he recovers the ball three times per game as well so you know that ain't too bad um they aren't directly there isn't a direct correlation between the two of those but still it shows that he doesn't pressure that much and therefore you can't expect him to win back the ball as much as other players but the ratio of when he pressures to when he wins the wins the ball back is pretty impressive so he only does it when he thinks that he can win the ball back if that makes sense and to be honest with you not expanding that injury uh, that that energy is good for me as well. One of the other things I popped in here is the big chances missed uh, statistic which 11 11 big chances missed over the course of the 2020 2021 season for Luis Suarez. So look age account age taken into account and everything um and obviously he's refined his game as he's gotten older we always hear about that that the striker gets that extra yard of pace in the back of, in in their head and uh, they know where to be and they're there to put the ball in the back of the net Luis Juarez is certainly that type of player um at this stage in his career but how does he stack up to the other players that we have on the roster so let's take a little look so firstly let's take a look at Ali Watkins when we look at the difference between himself and Ollie Watkins we can see some clear um I suppose, some some clear different areas in their game. And once again, it goes back to the amount of energy expended and the amount of effort given around the field. So um, when we look at Luis Suarez there, he comes out on top in, in goals per 90, comes out on top in the non-penalty goals, and he comes out on top in uh, things like XG and XA. That's something we didn't speak about uh, previously, but um, his expected goals. Uh, getting into the right places is higher than uh, than Ali Watkins he comes in in well in inside the top two thirds or the top third should I say of, of strikers in the top uh, five um, leagues in Europe and um, he takes more shots than Ali Watkins per 90 minutes and sometimes you have some games where Ali Watkins takes lots of shots you have some games when he hits the crossbar an awful lot or he you know he hits them straight at the goalkeeper and you can see that there that Ollie Watkins when he takes shots he gets them on target so he's not that wasteful from a, getting them on target point of view but as we know Ollie Watkins gets an awful lot of one-on-one through balls and when Ollie, when when he is one-on-one it's definitely an area that he needs to improve on I would be a lot more confident with a one-on-one situation with, with Luis Suarez than I do with Ollie Watkins but conversely if Luis Suarez can teach Ollie Watkins how to put the ball in the back of the net in a one-on-one situation then there's Shared learning and I'm okay with that too because uh, when we look at the on-target statistics there, we have Ollie Watkins um, 48.9% to um, Luis Suarez, 42.3% as well. Then when we get down to where Luis Suarez, I've probably made excuses for him previously where he isn't the most mobile, he doesn't get around the place, he's not going to dribble at you, he's not going to have very many successful dribbles, he's not going to be in and around the the pressures and the ball recovery uh, stakes with on the field. That's where Ali Watkins seems seems to live an awful lot, even as a striker. He still has those wide forward slash winger tendencies that he had uh growing up at exeter and at uh, brentford and we can see it there he's shot creating actions goal creating actions dribble attempts dribble successes and his um his pressures in the attacking third and ball recoveries are all much higher than uh luis suarez which is to be expected considering that he's what he's bones of eight years younger than um than, than Luis Suarez is. Um also highlighting the piece here, Ollie Watkins, 13 missed chances, missed big chances, and uh his scoring frequency comes in at 238 minutes. So he scores one goal every 238 minutes as opposed to Luis Suarez's 120 minutes every time he scores a goal. Once again, my caveat, this isn't to say that our players are bad. This is to highlight the areas that other players can play, can come in and give us something different in. I'm prefacing all of this that Luis Suarez comes in here as a goal poacher goal getter, solely goal scorer for this team. Ali Watkins can play different, different roles within this team. And as we have seen, uh, he has done that so far this year. So here's Danny Ings. So someone I thought would be maybe a small a bit closer to Luis Suarez in the in a lot of the stakes, but he comes in pretty, you know, some some of the areas I thought he would be better at statistically, he isn't. And, and we look at it there that Luis Suarez still has the, has the amount of goals, the amount of non penalty goals, xG, um, xA, amount of shots per minute. Like Danny Danny Ings doesn't take an awful lot of shots per game, and he doesn't get an awful lot of them on target either in comparison as well. But what happens is, or, or what what we do see is that Danny Ings gets in there and he gets, a, he he's goal contri- con- contributing actions per 90 is very high. He comes in there in the top top third once more. And he dribbles the ball and he's more successful at dribbling the ball than I thought he would be. Um, because when we think of Danny Ings, maybe we're being a bit harsh in him because even when I look back at his statistics past the last 365 days, he's never really been that up top, lone, lone striker on his own. Yet we're playing him there. Maybe the introduction to Coutinho and getting people in around him might might make him a small, bit more valuable to this team as we stop crossing the ball into the box, essentially. I said it before and I'd say it again, Aston Villa Football Club on the, what is it, the 19th of January, I think it is. Um 2022, crossed the ball into the box far too much. And we need to get the ball on the ground and start playing it in around like we did against Manchester United and like the goal we scored against Brentford. We get those balls to Danny Ings. Danny Ings will do damage. Um, and also, I was very impressed with the amount of uh, pressures in the ball recoveries, but we have seen that from him in open play. He is very, very energetic around the field. Danny Ings is very like it's, it's amazing how similar that he is in a lot of ways to Ollie Watkins. And uh, maybe that is a reason why when we have to play the two of them in the same squad, maybe move one of them wide, maybe play one of them one of them through the middle. That because there are similarities with two people doing the same job, and then they do they end up being half as good if that makes sense. So, just a little interesting piece I thought there. Um, Danny Ings doesn't miss an awful lot of big chances. And uh, his scoring frequency is quite healthy as well. He scores one every three games, whereas uh, Luis Suarez is still up there with one every two games. Um, so let's take a look at all three of them side by side because I think this is an interesting comparison because it shows that we probably have the bones of three separate good strikers, at good different areas at, at different areas on our hands. So if we take a look at it here, obviously green is top top marks A uh, yellowy mustardy color is uh second and then uh the red is the poorest of the three so when we look at them there um we can see there that it is it's pretty you know it's it's a pretty mixed bag i think when we look at all three strikers over the last 365 uh, days uh, obviously the goal scorer if we if this was to be our cachet of strikers, our goal scorer would be Luis Suarez. As you mentioned, he's far and away a better goal scorer than the other two. The other two players. And um, but when we look at it, we've got the kind of the middle of the road guy there in in, in Ali Watkins coming in with, you know, he can provide you with an assist. He can play. He's 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 very he's pretty decent at dribbling. You know, he's got very very good and um, pressures. He's a real pressure player in there. Now we look at Danny Ings. is Danny Ings does some things well. And you know he needs to be fed for others for for, for other um, attributes or other aspects of his game too. So looking at all three of them side by side, it's really eye opening, I suppose, really to, to to kind of take a look at them and to see where they come in. Um, it's not inconceivable that the three of them could play together in a, in a three up top. A la Liverpool would with Mane, Firmino, and Salah as well. It's not beyond the realms of possibility that, that could happen. But then again, why would you when you've got Buendia and you've got Coutinho behind them? But if you did need to go three up top and you were chasing the game, you know, the three attributes that the players have there with the chaser and Ali Watkins and the, and the, the, um, the, uh, oh, what am I trying to say? Uh, The the dribbling ability of, of Ali Watkins. Then you've got kind of the the sure I suppose if you give him something on a plate in Danny Ings, he will put it into the back of the net. You know, he's kind of, he's an assured finisher when he gets the ball like that. And then you've got the Maverick in the, you know, the absolute poacher that's in there in, in, uh, Luis Suarez. But, um, who knows this could be all a folly of, uh, of, of imagination, but it was interesting to see all three players together side by side and to see how they shape up and, uh, Maybe would look as a stable of strikers for Aston Villa Football Club. So that's going to do it for us uh, today. Um, as I say, that's my piece on Luis Suarez. Whether it comes to fruition or not, who knows? Um, I don't see a massive negative in bringing him in if it is a free, whether it is now or whether it is in in the in, in the off season in the summer. But uh, for now, let us uh, abandon our senses of reality, and uh, should Luis Suarez come back to the Premier League, I think, once again, it would be another PR boon for this club and would uh, help us, I suppose, off the field as much as it would help us on the field, considering that I still think he comes back to the Premier League, he can still grab goals for us. And hopefully, if he does, he will grab some important goals as well along the way. So, as I said, that's going to do it for us today thank you so much please could you please like this and i'm going to set an arbitrary target of 80 to 100 likes on this video i don't know how many of you guys are going to watch it but i would love if you could like this and and help us out if you aren't subscribing please do i have another video that we'll be dropping in two days time and um, comparing the central defensive midfielder positions um, our position and uh, looking at Eve's Basuma. Tomorrow we will be back with a video um, uh, with a match preview uh, for the upcoming game at the weekend. But until then guys, everybody stay safe, everybody stay sound and all that's left to say is up the villa.